A toast to the hunters from your friends at Grain Belt. May the mornings be clear and the fresh air be crisp. May you find solace in the silence. May the stillness settle your soul. May your long shot stay true. May your heart roam free. May you find what you seek in the fields you stock. May your call to the wild be answered. And at the end of the day, may you share in the thrill of the hunt with your friends. So here's to the eight pointers and the 12 ounces. Here's to you and to your thirst for adventure. Bring Grain Belt to the outdoors with our limited edition premium hunting season pack. This season, enter to win a hunting trip for two to Brown's Hunting Lodge, wherever you can find premium 12 and 24 pack cans. For more information, visit our website at grainbelt.com forward slash hunting dash trip. Hi, everybody. Ron Shera here with another Minnesota Bound podcast and a very special guest today. Yes, it's me. I get to be the star of my own Minnesota Bound podcast. Now, don't hang up. Please don't hang up. We're going to have a little fun here because we have asked some folks to send us questions that they would like me to answer on this podcast. So. I'm prepared to do that. I've glanced at uh, uh, some questions, and uh, it's going to be interesting. But before I do that, I uh, have to give a shout-out to uh, some of the folks that make this podcast, um, brings it to you. Grain Belt Beer, North Dakota Tourism, Lakes Gas, and let's see, Star Bank, my favorite bank. Connecticut Water Systems, my favorite water. Minnesota Propane Association, Clean American Energy, yep, and uh, Rudy Luther Toyota. There you go. So, uh, as I was saying, uh, I'm starring in my own show here. So, let's start with some questions. First of all, I hear this one a lot. Uh, How many ravens have you had? Well, the short answer is three. The um, And here's more. I named them all Raven because why would I change the name when the first Raven was the star of the show? And uh, so it would be silly for me to change the name. And so all the Ravens uh, or all the labs had all three had the same name. But in my defense, you know, Lassie is probably 140 years old and they've they've had several Lassies in their <laughs> they're all named Lassie uh, because uh, there's a lot of marketing goes in there. But anyway, three Ravens, all, here's something interesting, all mother and daughter. Okay, now the first Raven came from a dog training friend of mine, Tom Dockin. And this is before my TV career started. Because um, I've had labs uh, in our house for a long time. And so it was no surprise that I would have a young black lab in my house on a February day when we were going to begin show number one on Minnesota Bound. And uh, the reason I had this young lab is I had an older lab named Kyla that very sadly had a heat stroke while I was in South Dakota. Uh, this would be in October. And so I was dogless. and. Um, uh, so Tom Dockin of uh, Oak Ridge Kennels loaned me a female uh, dog to use for the rest of the fall, and she she worked very. She was trained, but never really done any authentic pheasant hunting. But she was a quick learner, as most labs are. 
And uh, he later said to me, would you, she's pregnant. Would you like a puppy from her? I said, well, she's a wonderful dog. Yeah, I'd take a puppy. So I got a female puppy and, uh, and named it Raven. The, the reason I named the dog, the first Raven, Raven, is because I thought she was a smart puppy. And, um, you know, it's just subjective, but you love your puppies. I thought mine was real smart. And uh, one of the smartest birds in the bird world are ravens. And raven, the dog, was black. And so ravens also, the bird, are black. And um, uh, raven, the bird, is a bird. And raven, the dog, is a birdie dog. So hence the name. <laughs> you all with me here on this? The Hence the name was, was raven. So. So anyway, that's how the, the name came to be. Um, now, here's the another fascinating part of the Raven story. Is we gathered in my home on a February day in 1994, I think it was. Or was it 95? 95. And uh, February day, we're going to shoot Minnesota Bound episode number one. So the question was, where should I sit? Should I sit by a fireplace, a little flames going, you know, like the old time outdoor show? Or should I be sitting somewhere with a big old mounted fish over my head um, and start talking about, hey, welcome to the show, everybody. So we're, we're messing with all this and trying to figure it out. And uh, Raven, the six-month-old first Raven, was in the kitchen. And my wife casually said, why don't you have Raven sit next to you? Oh, well, look, all right, let's try that. And um, so I had, come here, Raven, heal up here. So she sat there for a little bit. And my camera guy's name was Joe. Joe's from Pittsburgh, which is no, no, not an issue. But Joe looks at the Raven and me through the camera. He says, well, that doesn't work. I go, well, what do you mean it doesn't work? That's a nice-looking dog. He said, I know it's a nice-looking dog. He said, but, Ronnie, you don't understand. Through the TV camera, it looks like a pile of black blankets with a couple of eyes sticking out. So then Joe says to me, have you got anything bright and colorful you can put on your dog? And I'm thinking, as I get up to walk away, Joe, my Pittsburgh videographer, he thinks we dress up our hunting dogs. I go, is he ever stupid? But I didn't say that to him, of course. I walked down the hall of our house, and there on a coat rack was hanging what I always called the red farmer's handkerchief. There it was. I think the good Lord put it there as I think back on it. I don't know. But I looked at it. I go, hmm, this might work. I put it on Raven. We walked back out there, and Joe, the camera guy, said, that's perfect. Well, little did we know, at that very moment, we had created an icon that uh, thousands and thousands of people, for years and years after, would, uh, would gravitate to. That Raven, with a red bandana, was the most famous dog in all of Minnesota, and 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 including really parts of the country as well. And um, I just, as we did the show wraps, as we call them, 
for the heck of it. When the show was ending, I just said, and uh, hey, thanks for joining us, everybody. And the star of the show is Raven. Well, people love that too. I didn't know it at the time, but so I kept saying that every time too. The star of the show is Raven. And of course, people would come up later and say, where's the star of the show? <laughs> and um, um, so uh, that was the, and that was the, the magic. And I say magic because when this all happened, none of us had any idea I mean, Minnesota Bound, the TV show, started with a 13-week contract. 13 weeks. You have 13 weeks, and if it doesn't fly, you're done. And in the meantime, I had a huge decision to make. A lot of people don't even know this about me anymore, but I was the outdoor columnist, the first and only full-time outdoor columnist the Minneapolis Tribune ever had. And I had to make a big decision because I really discovered I couldn't do both. I couldn't do the TV show and I couldn't keep my white space covered in the Star Tribune. I had to make a decision. I talked to my wife, Denise, about it, you know, because I had a real, I had the best job in Minnesota at the Star Tribune. Get paid to hunt and fish, write about it, huh? What's not to like about that? But I couldn't do both, and so we made the decision to jump. We jumped to TV. I jumped to TV knowing that TV is a fickle business, fickle because viewers come and go, and it's an eyeball business. If you don't have eyeballs, you're done because that's what television lives on, viewers. If you don't have viewers... Nobody wants to advertise with you because they want their message to be seen and heard by viewers. And so it was a huge leap. So when the, but the 13 weeks was up, Minnesota Bound was an instant hit. And I think I can almost say instant as proof. And uh, the next contract was for just one year. <laughs> so, but, and we've had, I don't know, 28 one-year contract. <laughs> I think maybe they're up to two years now. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, quite a story. But um, oh, I haven't even gotten into the amount of money that Raven, all three Ravens raised for conservation for with through Pheasants Forever, uh, Prairie Habitat for Pheasants, uh, for all kinds of wildlife. Uh, the dogs, all three of them together, probably raised close to a million dollars or more through um, not only the money they raised directly, but uh, money then that was matched by others. Um, and, and you know, they didn't know it. None of those labs, they didn't know how famous they were. Um, and, uh, <laughs> well, maybe they knew because at the Minnesota State Fair, um, after Minnesota Bound became so popular immediately, the state fair reached out to us. They wanted to upgrade their north part of the fair. It used to be called Machinery Hill. They were going to change the name to the North Woods, and they thought we were a perfect match for the North Woods. So they cut a deal with us to have a little, wasn't so little sometimes, a Minnesota Bound cabin there. We could sell stuff, and people could some 
come see the dog. And then Raven and I, for 15 years, did a dog retrieving act there at the state fair for 15 years, twice a day. So people could see this movie star, this television star, act like a real retriever. And she was. She could she'd do it, but it was sometimes hot, dusty. I'd throw something for her to fetch, and it would land near some somebody's hot dog that fell on the ground. <laughs> Raven would take one look at the dummy, put her nose over to the hot dog, and say, this, this, this is a lot better. <laughs> anyway, funny things like that. But there was... Um, we had a fenced area at the north end of uh, of uh, our cabin at the at the state fair. It was fenced kind of, but Raven could walk around and come and greet people if she wanted to, or she could stay away if she wanted to. And she had water and a fan on her, and it was keep her cools at the north side of the cabin, so it was always shady. And uh, people by the dozens and dozens and dozens would see the Minnesota Bound Cabin and walk over just to stand there and stare at this TV star. And um, I would just kind of hide most of the time, stick, stay over in the shade somewhere off the side. And one day, um, about two or three ladies, little old ladies, uh, spotted me sitting there. And they uh, walked over to me and said, <laughs> Mr. Shera. I bet you feel bad. Everybody goes over there to see the raven. Nobody pays any attention to you. And I said, well, you're, you're right, ladies. I, I went to counseling. I'm kind of over it now. <laughs> and they started to walk away. And I said, but wait a minute. What? I said, come here. What? I said, you're right. Everybody comes here. They, they don't want to see me. They want to see the dog. Yeah, we want to go see the dog, too. I said, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? I said, you can go see Raven, but remember, the checks all come to me. <laughs> so I thought that was a pretty good reply. Hmm? Hey, I've, I've got so many questions. I, I've got to move on. So we're going to take a little break here. And uh, uh, we'll come back with uh, some more Minnesota Bound stories and uh, more about uh, the star of the show, uh, which in this case is me. I'll be right back. It's summer season, which means thunderstorms can roll on in. Are you prepared for a power outage at your home or business? The Minnesota Propane Association wants you to know that installing a propane generator will ensure peace of mind when the power goes out. Also, the same propane that powers your generator can also power all the major appliances in your home. Installing propane appliances instead of electric appliances in your home or business will reduce the size and cost of the generator. Imagine running all your gas appliances at one time versus picking and choosing which electric ones to run during a power outage. Reliable, affordable, safe. Propane, the energy for everyone. To find out more about generators and propane appliances, go to propane.com. Fall is here, and that means crisp, cool air. And turning on your furnace only to find out it's old, tired, and worn out. Scott for Aquarius Home Services with some good news. Now through October 14th, Aquarius is having a huge fall blowout sale with 25% off whole home heating and cooling systems. Yep, 25% off a new furnace and AC system. Visit AquariusHomeServices.com to schedule your free in-home conversation consultation and enjoy a cozy comfy home for years to come hey there bill shirk the man about the woods propane it's clean efficient fuel produced right here in the united states schedule your propane service with a friend 
Lakes Gas, a family-owned provider serving the upper Midwest for more than 60 years. 54 convenient locations in Minnesota and Wisconsin, now with offices in North Dakota and South Dakota, too. Lakes Gas employees live in the communities they serve, so you can expect personalized service from professionals. Oh, and the Lakes Gas offers competitive pricing without all the extras that tend to drive up fuel prices. Safe, dependable service. Lakes Gas, the right choice for your home, business, or farm. Visit lakesgas.com and join the family. Hey, welcome back to second edition here, or second segment, I should say, the Minnesota Bound Podcast. Ron Shera here with you, and we have a very special guest who is very bright and uh, good looking too. Uh, and I know this is podcast, not television, uh, but the special guest is, 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 is me. Yep. Um, we were asked to answer some questions from viewers and podcast listeners. So we have some, and I'm going to move on here. So how did Minnesota bond start? We kind of talked about that a little bit, but real quickly, um, I was asked one day by the news director, Carol Levin, NBC affiliate, to maybe do one or two minute little pieces on the outdoors. He said he liked the outdoors, but his sports guys were just into jockstrap stuff, you know, hunting or fishing, or excuse me, football, basketball, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so I started doing some little outdoor things that became popular uh, with Carol Levin. And so they said, let's, let's have a half hour show. And, um, the little short segments were called Minnesota Bound. wasn't my idea, but anyway. So let's have a half-hour show, somebody said. And so the station hierarchy looked at the numbers, et cetera, and um, sent a message down. No, we don't think uh, we can afford to produce a show like that, blah, blah, blah. Well, the, the station manager had no clue about how big the outdoors is in Minnesota. And so somebody said to me, why don't you go up and and – give your speech. So I, I went up and talked to station manager. His name was Hank. And, uh, Hank said, Hey, don't take it personally, Ron. It's not you. We just, I just think it'll fly that way. Too much money, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, I get that. I said, I tried to produce an outdoor show once I kind of lost my shirt. He said, you did. I said, yeah. He said, you produced it. I said, yeah. And I said, well, here's an idea. He said, why don't you produce Minnesota Bound, the half-hour show, and uh, I'll sell it. Then he'll have his advertiser or salespeople buy the advertiser or find the advertisers. And he said, I'll sell it. I'll buy the show from you, and you'll own the show. Boy, that sounded good to me. He says, so, so, so can you produce that? I lied. I absolutely lied and said, yeah, I can. <laughs> and, and the rest is kind of history. And like I said, we got 13-week contract after that and uh, the way we went. And that's how the Minnesota Bone show started. Now, some people ask another question. Are you retired? I don't even like the word retired, but um, I'm not. I'm still involved with the show, not quite like it used to be. A few years ago, I stepped aside when The Last Raven was about to check out. And my daughter, Laura, and the guy I hired years ago, Bill Shirk, I took over as the co-hosts of uh, Minnesota Bound. And uh, I still write some scripts. You'll hear my voice occasionally. Maybe you'll see me once in a while. But um, that's about it for me. I don't plan the shows, lay them out, uh, et cetera. Um, 
But I'm especially busy in other things. I'm on the Lassard Sam's Council, which is going on over 12 years. And that's a long story. I won't get into it. And I'm also president of an organization called MNFISH, M-N-Fish. Uh, we organize to make sure our legislature pays attention to our fish hatcheries and public boat accesses and a lot of fish management things that they weren't paying attention to. And um, uh, we've been fairly successful there. So that keeps me very busy. And I'm, uh, I, I have to say that uh, part of my success from 1995 has been that I was, I hired a young lady uh, named Kelly McDonald and um, I knew her dad and uh, she did an interview with me. She came over to care and basically convinced me that she was a really organized person, which was about opposite what I was. So I hired her, and I must say I gave her a lot of credit because she kept me organized because she's organized. And I found out this. If you have two people keep me organized, I can get twice as much done because I'm not spinning my wheels or forgetting important things because uh, Kelly never forgets uh, much. But anyway, uh, while I'm publicly saying this, I owe a lot to Miss Kelly, as I like to call her. So another question. Was I born and raised in Minnesota? No, I was not. Real close, I was born just south of Rochester, Minnesota, in a small town of Postville, Iowa. It's about maybe 30 years, 30 miles, I should say, from the Minnesota border. And a um, little town of Postville. And um, when I graduated from Postville, uh, you don't know this about me, very few people do, but I was into a couple things. One, I was into music. I was a trumpet player, a very good one, and a singer, and I'll say a very good one. I also love the outdoors. But when I graduated from high school, um, I had a, I had some scholarship offers from, from uh, some schools to play football. I was a pretty big football stud. But I also had a voice scholarship from McPhail College of Music in Minneapolis. And I chose the music and um, spent a couple of years at McPhail College of Music, uh, sang professionally, uh, acted in some Edith Bush Theater in St. Paul. <laughs> and um, anyway, but I, I wanted to be Andy Williams, and I finally decided maybe I, I could. I had a nice voice, but I probably wasn't Andy Williams. Besides, Andy Williams lived in New York, and if I had to live in New York, how would I go pheasant hunting? I mean, that's a, that was my thinking. Anyway, so I left McPhail after a couple of years and decided to chase my other interest was the outdoors, went to Iowa State University, where I started in fish and wildlife biology. And after a couple of years in there, Journalism professor said to me after reading something I had written, said, we think you have the ability to write. We would suggest you transfer to journalism and keep your fish and wildlife as a minor. It was one of the great bits of advice I ever got in my life. And uh, I did that. And, and that really put me on the road to being an outdoor columnist at the paper um, and writing scripts. And um, I still sing once in a while. <laughs> So I have the best of both worlds, right? So on to another 
question. Oh, I've been in Minneapolis now for over 50 years. So I am a, I'm a Minnesotan. Will you accept me? Will you accept me now? I'm a Minnesotan. Um, are we going to launch a Wisconsin bound? Well, no, because Wisconsin already has a kind of a, a TV show that highlights their state. They don't do as, as well as we do, but, um, Wisconsin has a lot of outdoor uh, things to do television or stories about. And so uh, we wish them well. I have said, and it's sort of mean for me to say this, I would say uh, there would never be an, an Indiana bound. <laughs> There's just not enough going on in Indiana. That's very mean of me to say. I'm sorry if you're from Indiana. I didn't mean to insult you, um, but uh, it is what it is. So listen, um, time to take another short break here, and um, we've got some more questions uh, to answer. I'll try to go a little faster. I get uh, I get uh, buried in my own thoughts here. So stay with us. I'll be back with more Minnesota Bound podcast right after this. You know, North Dakota is one of my favorite all-time hunting destinations. I can't believe it. It's the middle of summer, and it's already time to start planning fall hunts in North Dakota. I have a few facts for you on the state's current hunting conditions. Get this, 2023 is one of the wettest springs on record, which means an estimated 3.4 million breeding ducks. That number is up from last year. Also, the 2023 spring pheasant crawling count survey is up 30% from last year. You add to that North Dakota's plots program, you know, 800,000 acres of private land that is open to public walk-in hunting, and you have the perfect spot just waiting for your perfect fall hunt. Make memories and hunt North Dakota. Plan your adventure just like I do at hellond.com. Ron Shera here with a question. Have you ever heard of an economic first responder? That's an economic first responder. Well, it's real. Think of Star Bank. Star Bank is saving local businesses as an economic first responder in the Twin Cities, the West Metro, and rural Minnesota. Star Bank has been helping small businesses keep their lights on, pay their rent, pay their employees for months now. In fact, Star Bank has helped 629 local businesses during this pandemic. And they've been keeping small businesses on Minnesota's main streets as well. Keeping small businesses alive. Economic first responders, indeed. You know, Star Bank is our local hero during this pandemic. Find Star Bank at starbank.net on Facebook and on LinkedIn. Bank locally with Star Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. That's my choice, Star Bank, Ron Shera here. Ready for a women-forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. 10 cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage Warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. 
All right, welcome back to the final installment of our Minnesota Bound podcast. Ron Scherer here with you, as I've said earlier. Probably boring you by now. The star of this podcast is, drumroll please, me. Telling, uh, telling you or answering some questions that you folks have uh, submitted. So here's another. What are some of my favorite stories over the years on Minnesota Bound? That's a really difficult one. I have so many favorite stories I can't uh, tell you. But one of them is a story I did one time on a guy. Uh, we went fishing together. And um, we used his boat. We walked down the dock. I got in his boat. He got in his boat. Um, I untied his boat. But then he started the motor. And uh, we headed out on his lake to fish. He uh, pulled up to a spot. He dropped the anchor. Uh, he picked up his fishing rod. Oh, he also picked up a minnow scoop and scooped up some minnows out of uh, his minnow bucket, put one minnow on the, on the floor, and then hooked that minnow through the lips really gently with a small jig. And he cast his line out, had a bobber on it, and he waited till his bobber started to go down, and he, and he picked up his rod, he set the hook, he, and reeled in this small, uh, it was a bluegill, reeled in a bluegill, took it off the hook, held it up to the camera to see, and then released the fish. And you're probably asking, what's so special about that? Well, what was so special is my fishing companion did everything with no hands or arms. He did it all with his feet, his toes, his toes were like your fingers. He could pick up a little tiny one thirty-second ounce jig with his toes and slip it through the lips of a tiny little minnow. And he could reel in the line and he could take the fish off the hook. I mean, really? So very impressive. Impressive. One of my favorite stories. But here's the corker. So when I first met him, I walked into his house. What do men do? Hi. Oh, I held out my hand to shake his hand. Not realizing as I finally had my arm outstretched, he ain't got no arms. He ain't got no hands. He raised his foot, his bare foot. He raised it up to shake with me. So, you know, I go, oh, I didn't go, oh, I go, oh, oh, yeah, nice to meet you. So I shook his foot. That was about it. So now we're going to, we've done the story. I'm about ready to leave. And he says to me, Ron, I want to say something. I said, what? He says, I want to thank you for shaking my foot. Oh, oh it was nothing. I'm not, don't, don't worry about that. He says, well, you know, everybody thinks feet are dirty. I eat with mine. <laughs> and true story it is. So that's one of my favorite stories. So what do I do outside of fishing and hunting on the show? Hobbies. My hobbies are fishing and hunting, or going to my garage and playing with my toys, which is uh, fishing stuff. And um, But music, too. I still uh, I go sing at uh, Giggles Campfire Grill sometimes during the state fair uh, with uh, my friend Wayne and the boys. It's just Wayne, but he says he's the boys, too. Do I stay in Minnesota all year round? Uh, used to. Uh, no more. The last few years have been getting away through the month of February to uh, Palm Springs, California. Uh, as you get, let me tell you, as you get older, the winters get longer. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's a good, what's your favorite Minnesota restaurant? Man, you know, I really don't have one. Um, uh, we have a lot of great restaurants in Minnesota. I mean, uh, 
you just you know everything from manny's uh, to you name it so um i'm i just don't really dwell on that i'm not much into food too much what are you going to do b for <laughs> what are you gonna, what am i going to be for halloween this year that's a good question i have uh, see last time i dressed up what what did i dress up as um Hmm. Can't remember. Was I? It was something stupid. Um, I think I was. I dressed up as a pheasant hunter, without a gun. I think that's what it was. I had an orange blaze orange hat on, blaze orange this, and I think that's what it was. Anyway, if you have any thoughts about there, what I should dress up as, let me know. Um, I've run out of my own ideas. <laughs> And I uh, also heard from one of our colleagues here, Travis Frank. Uh, Travis is the young man who stars in the Connecticut commercial. When he goes to my house, he goes to Laura, my daughter, Laura Shara's house. He goes to Bill Shirk's house and wants to use their Connecticut water for this or that or that. And then when we, we get tired of him knocking at the door, we said, get your own Connecticut, Travis. And he's the kid that says, can I have the number? So this is the Travis Frank I'm talking about. And his question was, uh, was the best decision I ever made was hiring Travis. Um, and could you tell the story of how you found Travis? I, I'm just very unlucky, I guess I was. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, uh, Travis is... Um, He's grown into his job. He's he's a wonderful young man. When I met him, he's a wonderful father. Uh, and um, uh, I think I remember telling him this when, after I'd hired him for a few years, uh, he used to work as a fishing guide, and we talked fishing because we both love fishing. And I told him one day, I said, Travis, I have to tell you that at your age, 28, 29, whatever it was, you know more about fishing than I ever did when I was that age. And that's how advanced it is. And that's how serious he took his sport. And uh, so Travis, um, don't get complacent here, buddy. But uh, it was a good decision to hire you. And But like I said, don't be complacent because what goes in also can go out, Travis. That means better take me fishing and let me catch the biggest fish. All right, Trav. So that's some of the questions. I don't know. I've kind of run out of uh, any others here. Um, but I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, I enjoyed reminiscing a little bit about uh, this or that. And um, so with that, I'm going to um, uh, say goodbye and also one more time thank our Sponsors here. We have uh, Connecticut, Minnesota Propane Association, Star Bank, Minnesota Historical Society, Grain Belt Beer, Rudy Luther, Lakes Gas, and North Dakota Tourism. So until next week, I'm Ron Shera. Don't forget to introduce a kid to the great outdoors and tune in, tune in again to the Minnesota podcast, Minnesota bound. Uh, may, I should, I should maybe start over on this, but I'm not going to tune in again to the Minnesota bound podcast, the story behind the stories. And now, you know, 